Just get hitting record here and see what comes out. What's going on? This is David G. Kai. It's been a long time since I had any kind of check-in. Um, I don't even know when was my last like little journal entry. But um, must have been a month or two, maybe even more. I'm at a place right now, I feel, in um, my practice where I, um, I've just been working with a lot of fear, oscillating between really intense fear and really intense peace. And I struggle, I really, really struggle to make sense of it and trying to give up any type of conclusion or evaluation or um, judgment. We just finished a, a session out here where we spend a lot of time outside and I spent a lot of that time um, sleeping I napped multiple times a day and I was extremely frustrated especially very early on I remember telling one of the teachers um, for whom I was a attendant uh, had the privilege of attending to one of the leading teachers. Very early on, I told her, I'm done with this. I'm not interested in doing this anymore. I'll find out something else to do with my life. I can't do this. I don't resonate with retreat practice. I don't see the point of retreat practice. She's like, okay, well, you know, if this is your last retreat, as you say, then you can stay open to the possibilities. and then see what comes up. So I was like, cool. But I basically really wanted to hang on to that conclusion and, and make it real and sort of stop and just kind of make the rest of the sashin go away, which of course I can't do that. I don't have that ability. I don't have that power. So there I am. I find myself stuck with this story of like, it's over, I'm out, but I'm still doing the schedule and doing all this work and I'm not sure why, if I'm so invested in, in, in just getting out and escaping and leaving. So I ask myself, what if, what if there's a chance that I'm completely wrong about all of this? What if there's still something else? What if there's something underneath this? What is it that I'm not looking at here? What if that that fear that keeps coming back, the fear of obsessive thinking, the fear of wanting to die, the fear of wanting to disappear, 
the fear of losing control. What if there's something else underneath all of this? If there is a possibility that there is something bigger, something a little bit more inclusive underneath all of this, it would really be a, just a tragedy if I walked away at this point without seeing it through. And so this thought filled me with a lot of inspiration. And the inspiration gave me a lot of energy to continue. But then the inspiration fades, and I'm back at the fear. But now I'm facing the fear from, with a little bit of a um, inspiration, more willingness to be uncomfortable within the fear and really diving into it and just trusting the body and trusting the process and really, really, really being forced, being squeezed to, to give up all conclusions about what is going on and giving up all outcomes, giving up expectations, giving up the illusion of control and just continuing. And I think about people like Tenzin Wangyal Rinpoche, who shares a little bit of his story when he was very young, living at the monastery. He wanted to run away and He talks about running out into the courtyard of the monastery and just crying all night and then deciding not to run away or something like this. I don't remember the exact story. And I think also about people like Milarepa, of course, Milarepa himself, who suffered tremendously on his path. And... Um, I mean, he just really was driven to a point of, of despair and decided to end his life and was on his way to end his life when he saw something that changed his mind and it threw him deeper into the path. And um, where he had this kind of um, final deliverance, I, you know, I can't really qualify that, but um, like the, the kind of the, the end of his, his spiritual journey. And all of these people who really, really go through very, very difficult paths, I'm like, what What did they run into? What did they bump into? And how does it compare to what I'm running into, what, what I'm encountering, the the suffering, the despair, the, the bitterness, the disappointment that I keep running into? Because I don't want to get to a place where I just lose my mind. I guess that's my fear, losing my mind and then giving up control. And then the one that takes control is, you know, uh, just a very damaging, harmful monster. And so it occurred to me that in those moments of fear, it's not fear that's the problem, it's the certainty, it's the conclusion about the fear that makes a lot of sense when I'm afraid. 
and I'm able to fit all of reality into this box built by fear. But then when the fear passes and I feel deep, deep peace and realization, then the world does no longer fit into that box. And I'm lost. I'm confused. I'm like, what the hell happened? What did I do wrong? You know? Why do I keep oscillating between these extremes of peace and relaxation and fear and despair? Am I doing something wrong? So it turns out that my instinct tells me that I'm not doing anything wrong. This is just part of the path. And my teachers will tell me that I just have to keep going. I was told today by Roshi to investigate this kind of thing on two different levels. And one was to, to continue returning to presence. And the other one was to really, really deeply investigate the fear to really ask it very directly where do you come from how deeply can i know you how deeply can i know this fear and he also helped me with something else that I've been struggling with, where every time I tell him this, every time I attempt to return to presence, I receive a very heavy jab from the inner critic, from Mara. And he says, okay, well, when that happens, you switch from the inner critic to the inner cheerleader because that's that that voice is also there the voice that motivates and it's very clear to me when i work with other people when i'm talking with other people about practice about the spiritual path when it comes to me i still have moments of doubt and despair and i i don't see myself so clearly I see myself and I, I know I have to worry. I know that I have the responsibility to worry and to despair and to be confused and to analyze and evaluate. But when I meet someone else <clears throat> and they're going through all kinds of things, I don't experience any of that at all. I just see them on the path, neither good nor bad. They're just continuing, you know, in their own way. So why can't I do that for myself? Why can't I just have that perspective for myself? What I mean, what what's so special about this person over here? And of course, the answer is nothing. Nothing special, nothing broken. Except this habit of of, of just being anxious, needing to be anxious, needing to feel confused. 
and it's fed by constantly making conclusions at every turn, especially when difficult things come up, constantly trying to figure things out, constantly trying to just fit the whole world into a little box time and again. So I'm at a point where I have to consider whether I can go into something that I know is very difficult or just leaving and not doing anything about this mind that is not going to change on its own. It's not going to change. I'm not, I'm not going to have the discipline to change it on my own, for example, if I leave this place. So what do I do? And so far, I have decided to continue on to stay. And so during this session, I shared this at the end with the teacher that um, with whom I worked, that I was serving as attendant. And uh, she will not hesitate to remind me that in times when we feel that we're really kind of at our wits end, this is where our deep aspiration can really push us along down the path. So when I give up control, I'm not giving up control to to Mara, to an inner critical voice. I'm giving up control to, to the lineage, to the vow, to the precepts. And that comes from giving up conclusions, from giving up the story, from giving up the evaluation. And I was so sure, I was so certain that it was over for me, that I was finished, that I was just, I needed to give up and just walk away from the path. But I want to be able to do something with my life that, that means something to someone living a thousand years from now or 10,000 years from now. And how can I live a life that says to that person, just to keep going in spite of all the difficulties, every single difficulty that comes your way, you are capable of facing. And carrying forward and embodying and transforming into wisdom every single time, no matter what happens. I want to live a life that says to that person living thousands of years in the future that you are perfect just the way you are. I think Thich Nhat Hanh says something like, you are exactly what you are looking for. That's the kind of thing I want to communicate with my life. We also 
saw some satellites during the session that were very confusing to us. It looked like some kind of magical space bus or whatever crossing the sky. It was incredible. Turns out it's just some satellites. I don't think I have anything else to say at this point. You guys want to say anything? Shout out from the summer crew. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. That's good. I'll take it. <laughs>